Welcome to the Medicinal Mass Podcast. I'm your host, Valentin Strand. We have a very special episode today. Our guest is Isaac Smoke. He returns to finish the cliffhanger of our very first episode. And also, he's our first ever second time guest. We talk about DMT, Illuminati, and monatomic gold. And a special behind the scenes piece of information will be in the show notes. Enjoy. I'm like a normal person. And I tell you, from where I'm standing, it looks to me like the biggest news there is. I do not understand why there aren't four-inch headlines. You know, scientists announced discovery of hyperspace, nearby inhabited dimension confirmed by laboratories in England and Russia. And, you know, I have a, somehow found a unique kind of niche. But most people who talk like this don't get a chance to make a living. They're put in backwards and heavily sedated and kept from contact with the rest of the people because it's it's madness. What kind of madness is it? It's just a minority opinion. It's not madness. But it's a minority opinion because it's a minority experience. I don't blame you. I don't know if they have a cash. Well, they have a website, but... Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I worked there. It was a decent job. I was going to buy some stuff, but then I... Because I would have got, like, a 50% discount, practically. Yeah. The empl- full-time employees make, like... Or they get wholesale prices plus, like, 5% or something like that. So they... Well, I remember the last time we left off talking about an amazing DMT experience I had one morning. Um, I was with a friend... And I, if I remember right, we had gone to a concert the night before, something cool. But this particular morning, um, my buddy had some DMT, he had like a bunch, and he just let me smoke some. And outside... How did you uh, smoke it? Was it on a bowl or in a in an actual DMT pipe, like it, a meth pipe? Or? It was a pretty uh, rigged up little piece of tinfoil. Oh, okay. Just put it in the tinfoil, <laughs> have like a straw in your mouth, and then like light underneath the tinfoil and when it vaporizes like really the straw because i've seen where you like you you take and cut off a two liter bottle and like you put tinfoil on the bottom of that heat up the tinfoil that would work i've never used the tinfoil method anyways so you're smoking you're smoking dmt out of tinfoil it works yeah blast it off and this morning happened to be one of the most beautiful things in the sky that i've seen Mm -hmm. um definitely up there in like the top three and it wasn't just because the DMT. It was a really amazing view. There, This morning, there was a, a thunderstorm in the distance. So there was clouds across the horizon and lightning underneath them. Mm-hmm. But then as the sun rose from behind, it just filled the clouds with colors and above the clouds. Yeah. As like the electricity was just like tearing through the atmosphere and the, to the ground. It was beautiful. And this is while you're peeking on the DMT? Yep. So you you were still in a visual, um, you were in the visual realm of yeah yep. of, of the trip? Yeah, definitely enhanced the colors. I felt more, like, I felt like I was right there in the lightning with it. Like, mm-hmm. the colors were just amazing. Yeah, that's cool. Every, every time I've smoked DMT, I either blast off completely or I get slight visuals because I didn't smoke enough. Um, yeah. Uh, how many times were you sitting there smoking? Did you just do it once and you felt good, or did you come um, out and go back in? I think I 
it came up one time, not very hard, and it faded off after like 15 minutes. I think I tried one or two more times and yeah. got a little bit higher. It's it kind of, you got to smoke enough right away with the MC in order to get like a big effect. And if you don't, then, I mean, you can still enjoy the effects of it, but yeah, the trick is like ingesting enough, fast enough. Yeah, you got to get, it's like you got to, you, yeah, you've got to become... <laughs> so it can hit you fully before it breaks down. Yeah, before body. you can stop holding the pipe, you've got to get enough of it inside of you before it metab- starts metabolizing. But yeah, that's the interesting thing about DMT. Um, among other psychedelics like LSD, if you took LSD every single day, <laughs> you would build a tolerance so fast to it, you wouldn't even get high eventually. Right. Um, whereas with DMT, uh, you smoke it, 15 minutes, you're done tripping, and like five minutes later, it's completely, you're back to baseline, and you can smoke it again and, you know, go right, right. back into it. And it's it's literally like the only psychedelic like that. That's yeah. It's really interesting. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, it is. But it's it's weird as like you don't find people wanting to abuse DMT like not so much yeah it, it's <laughs> that's the I think one of the best things about psychedelics is people either use them you know and and have their fun with them or they use them and use them and use them and they eventually don't you know they don't work or they they ended up doing what they were supposed to in the first place that sounds about right yeah DMT is the most as far as I know, it's the most powerful psychedelic. It's definitely it's the most uh, intense hallucinogen and psychedelic known to to man. And it's produced by our brains. You know, I wonder is I wonder if it's a psychedelic or, or a hallucinogen. Bodies. Yeah, it's it's produced in our Releasing lungs, our liver, pineal gland, yep. every other living organism. Yep, we got DMT in common with everything. Yep, it's tight. Yes, it's the uh, the God molecule. So yeah, um, we also talked about uh, LSD at, at, uh, at the beginning of the of the first episode, mm-hmm. and since since we last spoke, I was able to have a, a couple experiences myself. Nice. And one of them was so powerful; it lasted just around twenty four hours. Oh wow! Yeah. So I had taken in um, just one hit. It was off of one hit of LSD, and it lasted 24 hours. Some good stuff, it sounds like. Yeah, and I ended up having one of the most profound um, tripping experiences, almost akin to the one where I had the heroic dose of mushrooms. Um, okay. Just around a quarter of mushrooms, where I had... It's a good dose. Reality, uh, <laughs> I think uh, where I put it earlier, the universe ate itself, threw me up, we high-fived, and then we both vomited out more universes. <laughs> Sounds surprisingly accurate. So yeah, I I uh, I started tripping on this stuff, and I wandered around outside for a little bit. Came back in, and there was a comedy on, and mm-hmm. I'm watching this comedy, and my brain is completely split in two. Like I've got one half of me that's laughing to the comedy, and then one half of me that's realizing like, oh, I'm laughing now. Why am I laughing? Oh, there's a comedy, and there's like one half of me that's like two steps behind everything like late to the punch and then the other part of me is already laughing it was really intense so i'm watching like three stand-up specials in a row just dying laughing and it wasn't like a mushroom high where you're just giggling at stuff because it's funny mm-hmm. it was like i was actually laughing because the like i when, when the comedian said a punchline i was laughing it, whereas, like, with mushrooms, I would just be giggling because his shirt looked funny, you know? Which is a really interesting thing to uh, experience. And so I 
I'm about six hours into the trip now. I decided to go lay down on my bed because I think, you know, I'm probably dying down off the trip. Little did I know acid generally lasts 8 to 12 hours instead of mushrooms where it's 4 to 6 to right. 8, you know. Depending on how much. And... Right, yeah. Um, um. <laughs> and I'm laying down in my bed, and I hit the, I'm, I'm looking at my phone, and I've got the little music player, and I hit the play button. And it was Dan Deacon when I was done dying. And it was like a lightning bolt exploded in my ear. Yeah, you made me listen to that song. I yeah. Thought. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's and it was... It said a lot. The visuals in that uh, video were what I was experiencing when I continued to listen to music. So hmm. hearing this music was the most astonishing thing I think I've ever encountered while on a drug. Like, I've listened to music on mushrooms. I listened to the whole Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Um, you know, the, the music was really cool. Like there were jitters everywhere. The sound was amazing. It fluxed it, it waxed, it waned, but the acid was just like, I was completely purely astonished by every little sound. Like you could pick apart every pluck of the string, every, you know, yeah, like ultra sensitive. Yeah. Every scratch in the person's voices, they're speaking, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and then I listened to the. Uh, dark side of the moon on on acid uh, you know after listening to a couple more songs and it put me into a trance where i was seeing open eye visuals what that video was like wow. while i was listening to the music and then as as the end of dark side of the moon crescendos and the the heartbeat starts coming out i came out of it and like the visuals start fading away like a heartbeat and i can you know start seeing reality again I'm like just tears everywhere like that was intense but I learned nothing. <laughs> Whereas with the mushrooms, it was a completely different aspect. I had, I'd felt like I had learned much more about myself coming out of the trip. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Mushrooms are more of this earth and LSD is mm-hmm. kind of just. Yeah. It's, it's exactly that. It's a, it's a, it's a chemical. Yeah. Know? Like a catalyst. To yeah. A, a synthetic. Your own nervous system. <laughs> but they, 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 uh, classified as a traditional, uh, psychedelic, yeah. you know, which is really interesting, but yeah, it didn't end there. So I continued to, <laughs> twelve hours. It's yeah, like twelve hours. Yeah, I continued to trip for many more hours, listening to music and laying there and watching uh, ghost shapes and colors col- uh, kaleidoscope past each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was able to get into a some sort of like a three hour nap type restless sleep. And I woke up and tripped for another 12 hours. Wow. Yeah, going to sleep, tripping can lead to some really interesting dreams. Mm-hmm. It's definitely hard to do, too, because yeah. you, you're laying there, and then you realize you're looking at the back of your eyelids. <laughs> right, and it's not dark. <laughs> another thing I tried doing was holding my breath, which seemed like I could do it forever. Huh. Yeah. So, like, what, when you get, like, you know, three, four hours in... Mm-hmm. Just like try just taking the deepest breath and just holding it. Like you'll you'll come to realizing like I haven't breathed in forever. <laughs> huh. I'll try to do that. Yeah, visuals are probably one of the best parts for me personally. Yeah. In a psychedelic experience, just how the sound affects the light that you see and mm-hmm. how your emotions interact with the way your eyes break apart the light. I don't it's kinda of undescribable, but yeah, a lot of the time the visuals are definitely the best. Um, a lot of the time it's the mental aspect that gets to me. I can't get myself out of my body to enjoy the trip, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Like yeah. even um, I had just taken LSD not too long ago, and um, I just wasn't really able to enjoy the experience like I was this, the the time with all the music. Like I even tried listening to music, and I think it was the 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 setting, or maybe it was the set. You know, the mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely plays a key role in in tripping, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I've. I've also started uh, smoking marijuana again. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't have any, by the way, do you? <laughs> I do not. Not on me. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> I should have brought some, but uh, I'm oh. so freaking paranoid driving with it. I don't blame you. Yeah. So this, this stuff called 2CE, um, have you have you done this recently? Um. Yeah, I have. And I can give you a little background of my personal experience with uh, the 2C family. Uh, the first hallucinogen i've ever taken was called 2cb and it's part of the 2c family mm-hmm. um there's also 2ci 2ce and there might be others that i am not aware of but those are the three that i've taken you've tried them all yeah, yeah i've tried those three and i haven't had 2cb or 2ci for several years and 2ci was probably out of the three it was my favorite because it was more of like a euphoric loving trip rather than like uh well and it had visuals mm-hmm. whereas the 2ce is just more visuals and mental yeah and less of that like euphoric like loving the universe type right thing. and 2cb that was the <laughs> that was such a crazy trip um i would never recommend tripping in public for your first time <laughs> and that's what my buddy recommended doing so tripping in public yeah we were at the running aces or no, not running aces Stars and Strikes. Yeah. Bowling alley. It's like a swear. It's a good bowling alley for psychedelic experiences. But It's not It's not Stars and Strikes anymore. It's uh, oh, dang, I've Split Rocks. for a while. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, anyway, it was called Stars and Strikes at the time. They have all these, like, neon-colored stuff on the inside with, like, super patterned floors and then, like, stone intricate. Well, yep. not even that intricate, but when, I, when you're tripping, you look at these, like, stones that the walls are made out of, they're, like, <laughs> it's like the universe just waving at your eyelids. Yeah. It's probably just like a fake paneling or something, too. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, because it, like, keeps repeating. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It was a good time. I was a little paranoid. Um, played laser tag. That was pretty awesome. Um, you got this overwhelming sense of, like, well, after the paranoia kind of faded off, I just wasn't really, I didn't want to be in front of everybody. I got this impression that, like, it was super obvious that I was like, my right. consciousness was distorted somewhat. How many other people were tripping with you? Uh, just two, I think. Okay. Maybe three. And were you a group of people or just, a, was it just you three it there? Was just, yeah, it was just the four of us. And then, well, there's other people there, but mm-hmm. none of them that I really knew. Um, so at one point I left to go to the parking lot, just get some fresh air yeah. and like call my friend to see what's up. Just touch base with somebody in the, in the normal reality. <laughs> I was looking at these cars. Yeah. And this row of cars in the parking lot. And the, every one of them, like, I got this sense that they were, like, alive. Like, they were, like, some kind of intelligence almost, like, really? in this car. And then I was like, that's just me being w- crazy. But, like, it, the front of their cars almost looked like a face for some reason. I don't know. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. That faded away. I realized the cars weren't really trying to talk to me. <laughs> I went back inside, played some laser tag. Yeah. It was a pretty enjoyable time. 
You know, laser tag would be so much cooler if it shot lasers out that you could see. Yeah. Or if, like, they fogged the hell out of the room so you could see yeah. lasers. Why don't they do that? I don't know. We should suggest that to all the best laser tag. We need funding towards laser tag so we can do acid and laser tag. <laughs> Have you ever been to a rave? Never been to a rave. Man, there was this one rave. I've only been to a handful, and, like, people keep trying to bring them back, but then they keep getting shut down. Right. But were they drug raves or were they clean raves? Um, there some were. There were a variety. I think there's probably drugs at most of them, but some of them were more geared towards not being on drugs, right. which I think is nice because that it can just get kind of trashy when like that's obviously like the main attraction, right? But it, when there's actually like rave stuff going on, like people dancing, lights, music, yeah laser tag the one of the best raves i was ever at was they hosted it at brunswick zone out in uh blaine i think mm-hmm. never been there it's like a big indoor um recreational business yeah like similar to Chuck E. cheese's but more for like adults, adults. Yeah, yeah they have like a the trampoline alley. center yeah kind of like that <laughs> they had a bowling alley an arcade laser tag um snacks concessions that mm. kind of thing uh, i'm trying to remember what else i had i don't know a lot of people spinning lights mm-hmm. which is an art form that i've come to appreciate in my yeah i've history. never tried i've never what is it called uh poi, poi. Yeah. yeah yeah i'm a, i'm big into the juggling scene but i've never tried poi that's also something i tried on lsd was was really interesting with juggling, juggling. oh i bet i'm yeah I'm impressed by anybody who can juggle. I, I tried I using my light up ones, but I couldn't figure them out at the time, so I just <laughs> went to the regular ones and do what you got to do. But anyway, so you're at Brunswick. Yeah, that was probably the best rave I was ever at. Just the the space we had, and like there was a couple different rooms just for like dancing and. All right. So what was the place called again? Brunswick. The Brunswick Zone. Yep. Brunswick. Okay. And you were, um, what were you on while you were there? Um, this particular time, I don't honestly remember. I think probably like a hit of ecstasy. Yeah. That's probably about it. Yeah, that's so something that I've, I've been looking for, actually. I really would like to get some ecstasy, or actual uh, pure MDMA. Right. Yeah. Well, if I hear anything, I will <laughs> say something your way. Yeah, definitely. Brunswick Zone, yeah, it was a pretty good venue for a rave. Um, they had bowling all night, open bowling, mm-hmm. open light shows, open uh, laser tag. You just had to stand in line, yeah. play laser tag for free. I mean, there's like an entry fee for the rave, but once you're in, you're in. Everything else is free except like refreshments. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, there's not too many people who are just going to be like, hey, you want some free drugs? But like, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, that's cool. Depends who you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was like when I was up in Canada at the uh, music festival. It was walking around with, you know, uh, coolers full of drugs. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they were selling them, but people were also giving drugs away freely. Nice. Like, it was, donation? Yeah, I didn't do any drugs while I was there. <laughs> what was I, it? I, there was this huge uh, music festival up in Canada. They have it every year. Um, and I was like 15 at the time when I went. And I went with my uh, friend's family. We went up to uh, Canada. And I didn't even smoke cigarettes at the time, even though I was a cigarette smoker for since you know, basically 12 years old. I went up there, and I don't know, I was completely clean out of 
any drugs for an entire week. Just nothing wrong with that. Yep, just living living the life up in Canada. Yep. Nice. Yep, I met I, some girls. Right on. <laughs> I hear there's some pretty girls up in Canada. I've only been there a couple times. Yeah, it's hit or miss. Well, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, definitely though. Up in Canada, it's it's nice up there. Like we were hitchhiking. Like we got picked up by uh, a creepy van that didn't have any seats. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and he drove us to the lake, like two hours away, or not two hours, but you know, two miles away. So it was you know a nice save from walking. But Assist. it's like we're just up there, like hitchhiking. I'm 15. Yeah, that. And we get picked up by a creepy guy in a rape van. And he doesn't rape you. No, he's like, hey, how you doing? That was that was like New Jersey. What what, what was Canadian? Uh, I I can't even do a Canadian accent. I I can't either. I have relatives a in boot. Canada. Yeah, my. Uh, the tribe I'm part of is actually based in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, they have other, well, they have like another base, I guess. I don't know what you'd call it, like a reservation mm-hmm. in New York. Uh, but I've never been there. What are they called in Canada? They're not called Native Americans. Uh, well, <laughs> they could probably go by their tribe name. Right. I mean, generalized. Right. Um, do you know what, what the, the terminology is? Um I really don't. American Indian? Uh, it's either not American. Oh, well, I suppose it is America, yeah. American Indian. Huh? Because it's still North America. Okay. Right. I, gotcha. I don't know. I just, when I think America, I don't think Canada at all. <laughs> yeah, right? No, neither does anybody. Mexico either. Yeah. Oh, geez. You just had to say that. <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, shit. I'm half Mexican. No. Seneca. That's the name of my tribe. Seneca? The old stone. I guess that's what they're known by. They're known for being old, and they're yeah. known for, like, stones. Damn, I wish I had gotten uh, the information from my parents. But, yeah, they did the lineage on us, and I can't remember where it goes. But, yeah, we've got some some deep roots in uh, the Sisseton-Wapiton tribe. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't remember the details. They went on a whole Ancestry.com binge. And, right on. And found everything out, yeah. My time with the Latter-day Saints Church, they're super big into the ancestry, or mm-hmm. what they call genealogy. You're still, you're still hanging out with those guys? Those oh, guys were awesome. I haven't talked to any of them in a while. That sucks, because they need to come by and do a podcast. Like, a place in my heart for them. Like, it's strange. Like, these, this group of people, mm-hmm. uh, the Latter-day Saints, I don't agree with everything they stand for, everything they believe in, because, I mean, honestly, as individuals, they're allowed to believe whatever they want, and they do, so, the, as far as, like, a unifying belief that they have is pretty compelling. I mean, or at least, like, intriguing. They believe that, uh, like, 6,000... Let me think here. I think in, like, 600 BC, they believe that some native... or some Jews from the area of Jerusalem were trying to get out of that area because of the corruption, Mm -hmm. and they escaped on a boat Mm -hmm. to the... what is now America Mm -hmm. and they mingled in with some of the other tribes and there's a lot of wars and fighting and a lot of people died a lot of tribes didn't survive but then uh, fast forward to modern day or not even modern day but like close to modern day yeah close enough the the turning point where it goes from BC to AD they claim that when Jesus we'll say where they have got a printing press going so pretty modern day yeah (laughs) 
They claim to have, uh, God, I don't even know how, like, I got started talking about this. Genealogy. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah, okay, so basically, they agree with the Bible to a degree, but not completely, because they like to tie it back further to, like, ancient Egypt and, like, the star Kolob, mm-hmm. which is, it actually corresponds to the star Sirius, which I, I was surprised. I thought they just kind of, like, made up a star, but mm-hmm. they, in Hebrew... The word kolob can be spelled two different ways. Mm-hmm. One is KLB, and I think that means dog. And one is K- QLB, which means heart. And Sirius is a twin star. There's Sirius A and B that are, they spiral around each other in like a helix type, double helix yep. type pattern across the sky. And our solar system actually revolves around Sirius once every, like, long amount of time. I think it's like 5,200 or 52,000 years. I'm not sure okay. 100% on that. But uh, Sirius is known both as the dog star and as the heart of our solar system. Mm-hmm. Our solar system revolves around it. So they have, like, some credible shit in their books. But, like, they also believe that after Jesus died and was taken up into heaven in mm-hmm. uh, Nazareth or wherever that happened... Um, that he then, well, because he died first and resurrected three days later, like fulfilling some ancient prophecies. Yep. Uh, but in the Book of Mormon, it talks about that point in time when Jesus ascends into heaven on the Jerusalem side. Yeah. And then a figure coming out of the sky in the Americas and like teaching the Native Americans things. And there's a lot of like Native Americans legends about like visitors from the sky. Yeah. And beings of light and like. I don't know if it's, you know that that it's a definitely a recurring uh, history though with with all cultures uh, over the globe is there's always seems to be something about you know visitors from the sky yeah and it it's really intriguing like yeah like that and just the fact that the pyramids are here and we have no fucking clue how they're made right I wish I knew that well I did find out something recently that seemed intriguing I mean a lot of people think that extraterrestrials were at least involved in the building and design of pyramids mm-hmm. a lot of people think it's crazy extraterrestrials are don't exist whatever um well okay the way in the latter-day saints i don't know why i keep going back to this i'm just gonna for like <laughs> just for the sake of this like two bits here yeah then we can talk about whatever but um okay besides the latter-day saints church there have been cults that have worshipped the star sirius since like the dawn of time mm-hmm. and the they see that as like our center and this goes back to ancient Egypt. But what Joseph Smith claims that happened to him, which compelled him to write the book of Mormon was that a visitor from the star Sirius or Kolob, as mm-hmm. he called it, came and visited him and told him that he was once a human here on earth. And now he was like a, he was in the afterlife basically like reincarnated as a celestial being, mm-hmm. um, you an angel. He can calls him the angel Moroni, mm-hmm. and uh, supposedly during Moroni's time here on Earth, he had written these records on these golden tablets of like his people and what they've been through. Right, and he buries these tablets somewhere in America. Now, this is where the story gets really sketchy, in my opinion. I'm like Joseph Smith. I don't know, man. You're kind of crazy. <laughs> He claims that this angel came, told him where these plates were buried, right? helped him translate these plates, 
without anybody else being allowed to witness this process. Like, yeah, was, they, I believe that he gave him a seer stone so he could, he was able to translate, but yeah. he had someone scribe what he was reading yep. and the person couldn't see the tablets that he was looking at. Correct. Okay. So yeah, it's a little sketchy at that point. That guy who is transcribing must have been like that dude's like closest friend and, and yeah, like I'm pretty sure they He's like, they dude, trust me, there's tablets over here. Right. Trust me. <laughs> Just dropping tabs too. Like. I think what happened was Joseph Smith was actually he it was in New York. Uh mm-hmm. and that was where the Seneca people were. My tribe and well, there's other Native Americans there too. It was like this League of Six Nations. The, Seneca were just the westernmost of okay. these nations. And there was the, like, Cayuga, Oneida, um, Mohawk, and a couple other ones. I can't remember their names. But, yeah, I think he interacted with some of the natives. And, well, I think he was a linguist as well as kind of a mystic. And he had, like, certain, like, sciences that aren't really, like, recognized. Because, like, he would have, like, these dreams and, like, mm-hmm. he'd see all these visions and... He supposedly would help people find treasures and stuff, like, using, like, paranormal skills. Really? Yeah. So he was like a... See, I'd never heard any of that. You just hear, like, the tablets, extra wives, and stuff like that. Right, right. So he was, like, the the spiritual Sherlock Holmes? I guess you could say that. He, uh. he didn't really like where all the other churches in his area were heading, and so he, like, went to God himself in prayer, and he was like, Hey, God, can you uh, tell me what to do here? Like, I don't really trust all these other churches, and... I don't really know what the truth really is. And so apparently God sent him this angel Moroni who told him where these tablets were and helped him translate them. I don't know. I think Joseph Smith got some of his ideas from the local Native Americans and their legends, Mm -hmm. whether or not he actually literally translated golden plates that were buried by some resurrected angel. I, I couldn't prove or disprove that, but sounds a little crazy right but so does a lot of stuff and so you're thinking that he he took some of these you're thinking that he took some of these teachings of the local tribes and then just fudged the details to get people to believe that they were from this this angel yeah more or less that's the impression i get he was a freemason Mm -hmm. and apparently he like advanced through the ranks of freemason like exceptionally quickly and i don't know what exactly that says he also comes from a bloodline of I think um, some kind of royal descent, like somewhere up the line. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's a masonry uh, um, lodge right up the road, uh, right up 61 there. No, I did not. Well, how far? Uh, Chum with one and four's lake? Nope, just past seven. Or no, you got to go ways up. But yeah, it's just past 17. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been in there. It's it's kind of kind of weird. Eerie. Yeah. I think the Freemasons are interesting. They claim to have originated... They like purple. Yeah. Well, royal, yeah. They mm-hmm. claim to have originated when King Solomon needed his temple built. Really? Yeah. And other people say they're like a front for the Illuminati, or they are the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that makes sense. It's like an ancient fraternity, and that's what the Illuminati is. It's just like a different, like an older version of it. You think they have their own phone app yet? Do Freemasons? The, yeah, the Illuminati. Like, do you think they have their own like secret phone app like for all the members? <laughs> I know that they have a website that you can like join them on. Really? Yeah, I was surprised because I was looking into the Illuminati a while back because all this like stuff I've found and I was mm-hmm. curious about. 
And, well, I think the when people think of Illuminati, at least for me, I think of, like, pyramids. Yeah, that's, like, the first thing that comes to mind is a pyramid. Yeah. Especially a pyramid with an eye on it. Right. And the, well, the word Illuminati just means enlightened ones. And whenever I take any, well, everything is, like, made up of light and darkness being broken down. In my opinion, I mean, it's all units of information that get progressively deeper and smaller or progressively bigger and mm-hmm. more cosmic but it's all different combinations of light and darkness i don't know maybe i'm getting a little philosophical here but the illuminati the enlightened ones yeah supposedly they were from like ancient atlantis and like mm-hmm. they there's some people who they were aware that their technology and their like their level of um power had gotten to such a point where they were it was going to collapse. Like yeah. they had built up to the highest point they could. And it, the, a lot of them knew that it was going to collapse. And so some of them like left clues to like sacred geometry and like the secrets of our past in the, the bu- building of the pyramids. Mm-hmm. Well, cause like supposedly a flood wiped out Atlantis. I mean, the flood stories in the Bible, they talk about a civilization before the flood that was supposedly full of like, uh, br- Really advanced knowledge, but also corruption. You know what I never got about the flood was, um, how did all the other fishermen die? Like, their boats just, like, all sprung leaks, or... Well, it's 40 days and 40 nights. I mean, it's a I bigger... Mean they, but they're fishermen. Don't they have, like, a fishing pole? And <laughs> I mean, I know, you, I, I know you're going to have more water, less fish, but still. To say that one boat was the only boat to float on that day is... A little hard to swallow, I guess, for me. I mean, a worldwide flood is hard to swallow, too. A localized flood is much more believable. Yeah. And the most compelling piece of evidence I've seen for Noah's Ark is a documentary by this guy named Ron Wyatt who went into the mountains of Ararat where Mm -hmm. the Bible says this ark landed and he found a boat-shaped formation on one of these... I've seen that. One of these mountains. I haven't seen too much much, uh, research about it. I've only heard... uh, a couple. I saw somebody else try to disprove it, saying that it, yeah, they did so what I, further tests on the right, yeah, they they haven't done enough, and, right? Carbon dating. Um, I don't really trust carbon dating, but well, I I definitely have you. What what is it called? Um, oh dang, it's not Machu Picchu. Um, there's Ooh. this there's this other Puku. Uh, damn it, <laughs> can't remember. But it's it 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 puts the date. Like so much farther back than even the pyramids. Huh. Okay. And it, it, this place was we we know it. It's like that because the place was purposely buried. So the organic material that was purposely packed around this temple, mm-hmm. we can date that and say that it was at least buried this long ago. Huh. So that's where carbon dating is going to help you. But yeah, like where's, that. Where's that? Uh, God, I, can't, I I can't remember. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and find. Um, Did you ever watch Ancient Aliens? I have. I don't. Uh, I don't really watch that now. Oh. Um, is that, no, yeah, it's, it's a stimulating it, show. It's not <laughs> totally. You know, with me and conspiracies, I have to stay skeptical because yeah. I Agreed. love conspiracies. Mm-hmm. And if I just let myself go, I could just like <laughs> spend an entire day man. watching conspiracy theories, yeah, and then the I have to come out of it at the end of the day and be like, okay, what what's fucking real? So right, what do I. Uh, yeah, so every time I, I come across something, I at least try and keep, you know, a, a skeptical mindset to to keep questioning things. You know, even 
Absolutely. Even things like I've tried, you know, thought that I've known my entire life. Like every once in a while, I like to try and check myself and just ask, is that real? You know? The best belief systems that I've found are the ones that inspire you to question your mm. beliefs. Self-regulate, check yourself. Grow. And yeah. Be willing to change your beliefs if necessary. Absolutely. Yep, the the thing where someone says that you're a flip-flopper, you know, like in the politi- in the, politi- uh, the politician sphere, someone's called a flip-flopper. Right. But what, should they not, you know, maybe they flip on a topic that was, yeah, well, if they didn't flip, they'd be, you know, considered even worse. Like, with the information that they've gained, why would they have not flipped on a topic? Right, yeah, definitions change as information increases do you gotta take that um it's we not can. That important. It, it, it doesn't matter we can pause this any right. second let's go, pause it go ahead awesome oh, yeah i mean we're good whenever if you i mean um where were we at though we were at um talking about ancient aliens yeah and my quest to like discover my own truth among like lightness and light and dark because there's truth in both yeah and it's brought, it brought me to the Illuminati. I was looking into the Illuminati, which is the ancient, what's well, Latin for the enlightened ones. It's like mm-hmm. a singular plural. And on the back of the dollar bill, it says E pluribus unum, mm-hmm. which is Latin for out of many, we are one. one. Yeah. yeah. So it's the like, sort of unifying concept of like infinite individuals being joined together in like one force or one group yep. one power that's what i think the illuminati stands for that's what i think uh or maybe they really meant uh, what we were talking about before is a universal consciousness as many we are one i'm you you're me yeah right and it's all over the universe we got different civilizations of different people living their individual lives just like powering the giant matrix of consciousness yeah it's pretty intriguing pretty deep grinding the cosmic conscious gear there you go crank that monkey so yeah the illuminati um what the hell drugs <laughs> <laughs> i'm fine with cutting it here if you want to enjoy the rest of your the um, rest of your stuff man. well there's something else i felt like i had to say but i can't remember exactly what it was we talked about freemasons illuminati drugs oh how did that all like blend though? Like, we were talking about pyramids. I believe the we never got of consciousness. To... Yeah. Oh, monatomic gold. That's a, a theory that recently came to my attention because uh, I was prescribed Adderall for ADHD yeah. for about a year straight, a couple years ago. And at first, it seemed to help me get a lot of shit done and help me focus on stuff and mm-hmm. like stimulate me and get me just energy. Like I got amped from it too. Like. It, motivated me and helped me focus for a while and over the course of the year like i upped my dose a couple times and uh it just the overall effects kind of diminished it even with the increased dosages Mm. just the high tolerance made it uh, less effective and it just felt shittier and shittier and shittier and by the end of the year i was like oh this sucks yeah was probably, I was, like, worried I would go through, like, a depression really? state coming, like, withdrawing from the amphetamines because that's what's in Adderall is amphetamine salts. Right. So after a year of that, um, I was trying to find something else that I could 
supplement my body with to help me go through these to get through these withdrawals yeah the substance i came across well it's such as it wasn't like i was out looking for it at the time it was i had remembered it because i had seen a video i think i was probably like up on adderall one night like just watching a bunch of random shit online but yeah i found one uh youtube video that i think was called something along the lines of like Anunnaki, do not watch this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, shit, what the hell? Watch this document, or it wasn't really a documentary, but it was like a documentary style video talking about how, like, supposedly, like, if you look at the ancient clay tablets that, like, the Bible is translated from, that, like, these Sumerian re- religions or mm-hmm. his, they consider it, like, historical texts. Like, they talk about, like, these beings from. The sky, mm-hmm. uh, the Anunnaki. Uh, I think Anunnaki is. The, I think it's the corresponds to the Hebrew word Elohim, which is, what often gets translated to God mm-hmm. in the English Bible, but is actually a word for a race of beings. It's a plural. Well, it's like a unifying plural again. Mm-hmm. It's that sort of infinite oneness that okay. the people kind of come to identify God with. And anyway, in this video, it talks about how supposedly these extraterrestrials came to planet Earth, saw the local life, and interbred their own genetics with, like, the most advanced species of primate at the time. Yeah. And then did some further interbreeding and developed humans. Mm -hmm. And what they developed them for was supposedly to be somewhat of a slave race, but also... Well, there was, like, mixed agendas on it. Like, s- some of the extraterrestrials wanted to just, like, control humans and use them and exploit them for mm-hmm. slave labor and all that. Whereas others, like, you get the... There, there was a... Fa- there was two different factions of, of races, weren't there, fighting for the affection of the humans? Like, wasn't one Probably. of... I, I believe I remember this now. Wasn't there one... It was almost mirroring the actual story of the Bible and of the angels and whatnot. Yeah, supposedly the Bible was... Tr- written off of these translations I, I think i'm remembering this now they needed the, they needed gold to restore yep. the atmosphere yeah, back on dude, you already planet. know you yeah. already know so yeah you they they created a race to mine the do. gold for them be most likely because they couldn't withstand this earth's atmosphere so they right they needed like they gold bred in, in their atmosphere they, they bred in um uh brains into the into the primates so that they had the ability to comprehend what they were doing, mm-hmm. you know, and then, yeah. And then you've got the other faction that wanted to keep doing it. And then I, I don't really remember what the split is, but one was good. One was bad. Whoever. Well, there's legends of like Prometheus uh, that go into like the, I think it's from like the Greek or something of a certain figure of the gods who chooses to give the power of gods to humans. Okay. And he is, like, just ridiculed, well, like, basically destroyed by the gods for doing this because mm-hmm. it went against what their plan was. And th- that legend kind of goes into, like, all different creation myths have, like, a similar sort of theme yeah. of... It, like, so I said, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to matter where you are on the planet. They've all got this kind of spectrum of the same story, mm-hmm. which is also falls into the line of that universal consciousness like we're all kind of like on the same wavelength you know yeah yeah that's cool everything's infinitely connected as far as i can tell 
Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, the con- conservation of energy. Everything is connected since the very beginning of, of the Big Bang. All right, well, getting back to this video, the Anunnaki do not watch video. I was watching this because I was like, shit, you can't tell me what not to watch. And <laughs> the word Anunnaki meant something to me because it meant in, like, Sumerian, something to do with beings coming from the sky. Mm-hmm. And... um. This video talks about how we were created to mine gold for the extraterrestrial yeah. atmosphere, like you said. And in that process, we were also supposed to gain, like, a like a sense of fulfillment from it. Like, we were supposed to, that was supposed to be, like, we were supposed to feel good about that, is the impression I got. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, over time, like, the powers have, like, gotten more corrupt and secretive, and, I mean... I'm not 100% sure, but I think we lost, like, a lot of that connection that we're supposed to have, that, like, sense of fulfillment in our lives and that, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. But, well, you see, a lot of people find that fulfillment through worship to a higher power, mm-hmm. through hard work, through, yep. through, that's another form of worship. I heard, seemed, once heard the most sincere form of prayer is hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh. You know, I guess that falls right into that line too. Like, if they're gonna, if they're, <clears throat> if there's an actual race that's uh, splicing genes, manipulating down to the atom, you know, mm-hmm. they would probably put that right in the in the code. Like, wants to work hard. Right. Yeah. Huh. Well, supposedly monatomic gold. That that's what the. This is the first time I ever heard of this substance. Was mm-hmm. from this video, and they were talking because they were like, this distinguishes it from normal gold, and they broke it. Like, this video is what first gave me an image in my mind of what uh, monatomic gold is. And the reason that the extraterrestrials supposedly came to this planet to harvest monatomic gold was uh, because it was just so much more, it's so much more powerful than bulk metallic gold. I mean, it is metallic gold, but when you break down metallic gold into single atoms it becomes monatomic gold that's what the word monatomic means and uh supposedly i've heard everything i'm saying has come from a variety of sources i'm just gonna say that right now but uh from somewhere besides this video i read that um alchemy the art of alchemy Mm -hmm. which people tend to think of as transforming a substance into gold the word alchemy actually comes from a Chinese phrase meaning gold juice. Kim ye. The word kim in Chinese means gold, and I think that's why there's so many Chinese people named Kim. And ye meant like juice. And so right. when the Arabs brought the kim ye to, from China to Egypt, they added the word al, which is like how they say the, yeah. and it became alchemy, the gold juice. But it wasn't just about transforming material into gold. It was about your own personal transformation as you became more and more full of gold or more and more like gold. Yeah. Because they considered gold to be like the purest frequency. Uh, Well, because it's fucking phenomenal, dude. Okay, gold is the seventh densest element on the planet. And when it's in its monatomic form, it's free to spin around... uh, and have almost anti-gravity properties mm-hmm. just by if you excite the atoms enough they'll spin enough to defy gravity okay whereas you couldn't have that with bulk gold 
metallic gold. So when you put this uh, monatomic gold in your blood by eating it, this this was first developed in ancient China as a longevity elixir. It was supposed to make people live longer. Right. And it, I think that's roots of like modern chemistry come back from this ancient gold worship almost, you would say. But it's like science mm-hmm. of becoming more golden and it, it using monatomic gold specifically right. and it was kept secret and by the egyptian elite that's where i get the illuminati mm-hmm. and uh up until like recently it's become more commonly known due to like videos on youtube where people are like trying to raise the awareness level of shit like this yeah. so that everybody can like partake and like r- Receive the benefits from. So as I was going through my Adderall withdrawal, I had ordered like a month's supply of this monatomic gold online, which is like one of the first things I've ever ordered online. Right. I was like, this seems like it'd be worth a try. And it helped me. It really did. Like I, I got this youthful sense of energy that I hadn't really felt since like ever, really. Like it was like, it, it reminded me of like this sort of like energetic electric feeling I had when I was young, but it was like... Mm-hmm amplified like it was like growing to like adapt to my new current body rather than just like a memory of like my childhood right but yeah this monotonic gold i will i would recommend that to anybody i mean do you still take it so i have some right now yeah i've been taking it daily well i didn't take it for a few months because i couldn't really afford it but it's really not that expensive Mm -hmm. like 60 I think $60 will get you, like, a month supply, like, enough that should last you a month. You don't need to take that much because it's very mm-hmm. – it's effective. It just raises your body's electricity gradually. And if you do that for a month, like, every day, you, it, the effects aren't super intense or noticeable at first, but you do – you can tell the difference after a month. Yeah. And several months, like, where I'm at right now. Um, yeah. And that's enhanced my – psychedelic experience as well i feel and that was it you were you were able to successfully um get get away from your adderall withdrawals by using monotonic yeah gold. for the most part yep every once in a while i'll still use adderall but very rarely mm-hmm. and it's, it's not, usually it's not yeah. something that you abuse now or it it just seems so pointless now yeah i've never been an upper guy myself i can't uh can't say i know the experience it can, other than caffeine it's kind of gained some of its original sort of like effect back since I haven't been taking it for a year. Mm-hmm. So it can still be useful for like focusing and motivation and getting shit done. But I wouldn't really recommend it as something to take like for an extended period of time. Right. Whereas monotonic gold, I would, I'd say go for it. Like that is literally, it was developed to make people live longer. And the first thing I noticed when I started taking it was I had longer dreams. Really? Never. Yeah. That was the f- most immediate noticeable result like i didn't i felt like a subtle like i could feel the vibrations of the gold in my body as i ate it and they're like it tasted kind of metallic and just kind of absorbed into my blood but that night when i was sleeping i had a longer dream than i was like a longer lucid dream yeah than i could ever really remember having and it uh i attributed to the gold right away. Yeah. Because I felt like there was like an intelligence there in my dream guiding me that was like extraterrestrial, but also like myself. Like, 
Mm-hmm. It was like the electricity of the universe in like dream form. Like it was like communicating with my dreaming mind through my blood. Yeah. And it made my dream last longer. I had more conscious control over my dream and That's I was able to make it last longer. Yeah. Yeah, uh, waking dreams like that. I that's one thing that I kind of miss since I started smoking is I don't remember my dreams at all. They go away yeah. like the second I start smoking pot again, yeah, right. which is fine because my dreams are so realistic sometimes that uh, I wake up and I've got to like check myself to make sure that I'm actually awake now. Right. So the nightmares are just as bad. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to see about uh, ordering some of that monatomic gold. I'd like to. I'll show you some links. I've tried it from a couple different sources now, and the first one I got it from, they have like a full spectrum mm-hmm. product, which is like monatomic gold, monatomic silver, monatomic platinum, iridium, rhodium, uh, palladium. Um, I several. I think it's like eleven total semi-precious elements that are supposed yeah. to have varying beneficial effects on your health hmm. that, i think that was what the substance i first took that i noticed my dreams lasted longer yeah but from there um they have like a five phase like system that they recommend going through which i've done phase one and i'm on phase two of mm-hmm. but there's a bunch of other websites that also sell monatomic gold and they don't have all the fancy product uh phases or anything like that like you can just you can buy pure monatomic gold powder, which I have some of that, as well as some of the and you, phase you two. just mix it yourself with whatever substance you want to put it in, or is it always They water? recommend taking, like, uh, it's like seven drops in the morning when you wake up, and like seven before you go to sleep, I think. Hmm. And it's noticeable. Like, I, well, supposedly it absorbs into your brain the best red, as you're falling asleep, okay. which makes sense. But the other day when I dropped some on the back of my throat, is like, I feel it soaking into my pineal gland and like I closed my eyes, but I saw light like underneath my brain, like from my throat where this came from, where mm-hmm. I was so like closed eyes. Like I could see, I could sense light in these elements. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, I was, I was, I can't remember what it was. I think it was, I fucking love science on Facebook or something, but they did a, they're doing a research and, uh, the human body actually emits visible light. Like, yeah, I believe like, that. Like your face can actually emit uh, visible light. It's not uh, visible to just the naked eye, but it's an actual emitted photon. Huh. It's as opposed to trippy. Yeah, as opposed to nothing at all. I mean, right. The fact that you got okay. like we've got photons coming out of our body at all mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. Yeah. The word "human," I think, almost connotates like a. a being of light like a hue like different hues of light oh, yeah, hue never got that yeah but uh, to a degree we're the manly part of our body like a, the flesh and blood like solid physical matter but on the other hand we're this light energy that's like infinitely fast almost and, mm-hmm. like, fluid and totally interconnected with like the stars and everything around us i saw a really cool phrase on that uh is you're a ghost riding a skeleton Covered in meat, riding a rock that's traveling through the universe. <laughs> wooda wooda. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to remember that. All right, guys. Well, I think we'll call that uh, a podcast unless you have anything else you'd like to add. Um, Just keep, I don't know, keep learning. 
that's how it should pretty much sums up. Keep questioning everything for sure. Keep questioning, keep learning. Be careful who you trust or be careful what you wish for. And especially be careful who you trust. Yeah, definitely be careful who you trust. Test your drugs first. (laughs) Yep. Over and out. Oh, Simon.